CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. It says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. What's going on, everybody? Josh Calloway here, joined alongside by James D. Jackson with Sooners Illustrated and 24 7 Sports at the stadium in Norman, where Oklahoma is 7 and 0, but it was not easy a close call on saturday for homecoming oklahoma 31 ucf 29 we're going to talk about it break things down just a little bit here for you james close call like i said this was a uh, a weird game because you came in oklahoma was a healthy favorite we all kind of thought us two tom green colin candy that oklahoma's gonna be just fine in this game ucf doesn't have the firepower doesn't have enough to scare you if you're oklahoma well, they, they scared them. It was a six-point lead for the Knights in the fourth quarter. But the Sooners buckled down, made the plays they needed to, and got out of here with a win. But this this was scary. This was a scary game for quite a while. This this stadium was nervous for quite a while in this game. Yeah, I, I think we kind of underestimated UCF and what they could do yeah. with their starting quarterback you know, back. I, when, we, when we look at back at our, our predictions that we gave, but also we had no idea that Tawi Walker wasn't going to be available. That today. is very true. You know, that, that, that changed a lot of things because – not only do you not have Andrew Anthony now, who's your deep threat receiver, that kind of changes the way defense plays. Oh, you you don't have your your best back either, so that sure. that changes some things here. And you know that made things scary, but obviously for OU that shouldn't be you know that big of a hindrance for them to win this game, which they pulled it out, but it just looked really ugly, you know, mm -hmm. along the way. So at this point, it was just survive in advance, just get just get through this game, regroup and get back to it next week. And, and you got a really good team in Kansas coming up, so got to yeah. worry about that now. Yeah, 100%. Normally, I say for these things, let's start with the positive and then we'll go defensively and offensively. There were both things to like in this game, but also some things to not like. Bit of a mixed bag kind of all around. We'll start with the defense. So Oklahoma defensively started off this game phenomenal. Four straight three and outs to begin for UCF. Oklahoma, three yards. Yeah, three couldn't yards. cash it in offensively back the other way. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Some missed field goals really hurt them early in this game. In the middle portion, it got kind of ugly for a while. Some big, you know, coverage bust, an 86-yard touchdown for the Knights right before halftime put them back in the lead. But they, at the end of the game, they buckled down and got the big stops when they needed to. Even after they relented a little and let the UCF score a touchdown and cut it down to two, they get the big stop on the two-point conversion. Kendall Dolby, that great open field tackle. James, just kind of put it in context, I guess. What do you make of what the defense did today? Some things to like, some things not to like. Statistically, it's kind of gross in some areas. Didn't force a turnover today, but did get some, you know, timely sacks, made some big plays. Just how do you, what do you make of it, I guess, from today? I see it as a defense that just did enough. They just yeah. did enough today, and that's pretty much it. As we've seen all season, they've been the kind of, the unit that's been carrying this team. They've been the spectacular unit that you can rely on. They just kind of did enough today. You know, when, when Oklahoma absolutely needed some stops, they got it. You know, and so yeah. there was some times it was shaky where UCF was able to get down the field on some chunk plays, you know, here and there. Now they, they held them to field goals when they did, you know, 
How about that kicker's name, by the way? That's like a perfect Man's kicker. His name's for Boomer, <laughs> and he's drilling kicks in in Owen Field. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the perfect name for this kind of field. But so that, that stuff kind of worry you, you yeah. know, people that look at that. But yeah, the defense did a good enough job to win the game. That's all you can say about that. Don't be coming in there on that two point conversion and stopping him. One of the, I mean, obviously it's the biggest play of the game. You, you mm-hmm. get that stop, and I mean you can't say much more about that. That's that's the biggest play of the game there. Yeah, Danny Stutzman, great again, again, love the team in tackles. That's like a weekly thing at this point. He continues to be so so good for Oklahoma. Nothing new there. He Lawrence thought had a nice game. Trace Ford made probably some of his most consistently big Ford plays. Was spectacular. He, he was, was good. spectacular today. He, he looked really good. Him and yeah. Ethan Downs are. The two Oklahoma guys grew up in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They're 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 submitting their mark here. I think they're doing a very good job, and they both had great games today, which kind of helped out, you know, in key areas when when OU needed some stops. They were the guys that kind of helped out and, and get there, and, you know. And Peyton Bowen came in as well, the five star oh. safety that we talked about. Having his sack like that, I mean, it's a big hit. Like one of those sacks you're gonna remember for a long time because it was just it was clean. Came off the edge, Perfect. unblocked. It was clean hit from him. Perfect. And Peyton Bowen, he just has a way. The way I described it earlier is just kind of at least one massive game-changing type play basically every week he is really fun to watch certainly a budding superstar was very trey brown on sam ellinger-esque it's funny that play happened i turned to a couple of the guys here on the field and i said that that kind of reminded me of trey brown they played on the board i don't know if that was coincidence or if that was just amazing luck or what but perfect timing there Mm -hmm. offensively what do we say at this point oklahoma can't run the ball they can't run the ball. We've been saying it all year. UCF coming into this game was literally statistically one of the worst rushing defenses in the country, and Oklahoma still wasn't able to. Now, like you said, Tolly Walker was out, suspended for this game, an in-house decision by Oklahoma. We don't know beyond that. Brett Venable said he should be back next week. So they were operating without Walker, but even so, you had Marcus Major, you have Gavin Sawcheck. You would think you could run the ball. They couldn't at all until the fourth quarter. They got it going a little bit. Saw so the big 30-yarder to essentially, well, not win the game, but put him up by eight late. Marcus Major had some nice runs late as well. But overall, struggled to run it. James, it felt like they missed Angela Anthony for stretches in this game. Offensively, they got it. They, they did kind of like last week. That when the chips were down, they got together some big drives. But overall, they struggled for a long time in this game to move the ball. There were some boo birds out. It was, mm-hmm. it was looking pretty ugly for a while. It looked pretty ugly. And as we said all season, Whenever OU gets their back against the wall, offensively they come through on the next drive. Yeah. Nate didn't even do that in this game. There was a I got I told Tom Reed, I looked over and said, if I'm a betting man, I think they're gonna score on this drive. And they go out there and it was three and out. <laughs> it was like it just did right. not work for yeah. OU. They really had to fight for every yard they got today. And that was a that was the biggest key. You know, you look at what happened in that first half where the the receiver goes all the way down the field, eighty six yards, and he has a, the the taunting penalty, the unsportsmanlike conduct, mm, right? Yeah. That gives OU more yardage up front, and that field goal that that they got, that kind of decided the game when you think about it in the, in the long term run. You know, you get Certainly that's three helps. points. Yeah, that's sure. three points, and it was a two point two point win. It's like one of those penalties that shouldn't have happened against UCF. That kind of hurts them when you look back and at what they did, but offensively, everything else that goes with that. I mean, it's just Dylan Gabriel had a, mm-hmm. had a very good game when he when he needed it to. I mean, he didn't look like a Heisman candidate as we've been talking about all season long, but he did pretty good in this game and. Nick Anderson, once again, being that guy. Touchdown machine. Like every other catch for him is a touchdown. And I think that's the stat right now. I think it's like 8 for 16 or something like that. Like, it's, it's incredible. Right. It's yeah. incredible what he's doing out there. Yeah, Nick Anderson, touchdown machine. Two more today. Farouk had some nice moments. Drake Stoops continues to be a very reliable option, just like you knew he'd be coming into the area. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel was was fine in this game. He wasn't bad. He had a couple throws that kind of got away from him a little bit, but overall completed a decent percentage. And kind of like like we said, like last week when the chips were down, some big drives and big moments down the field. And this was a, a 
obviously a very important personal game for him and Jeff Levy going against their former team. Yep. You know, Dylan Gabriel said, you know, I got a lot of love for that place. That's where I play. But, you know, it was a, he admitted it. It was personal. You know, I wanted to play well. Jeff Levy, you know, at one point in time probably thought maybe he was going to be the head coach there at UCF. It didn't end up materializing. He's back at his alma mater. You know he wanted to put forth a good effort. It was okay. They won the game, which is what matters in the end. But, yeah, the run game, yeah, I mean, we got no new, not a lot of new ground to cover. They struggled to move the ball again on the ground. That's going to continue to be something we talk about every week, it seems like, through the rest of the year. Like the I said, Josh, yeah, that's – that's that's what the team is now. We're at a point to where we know, okay, we're that, far enough in. Yeah. We're far enough in. They're not going to be good on the run game. They're just not going to be. So you got to figure out other ways to do that. And that's why I said Andrew Anthony being out kind of takes away that deep threat that you had. I mean, Nick Anderson can do that at times, but it seems like the team covered OU differently. They were able to to not be so spread out, and so that that kind of hurt a lot of the slant routes and in, in routes that. OU usually runs against these teams, like with Rich Drake Stoops and with Gavin Freeman, with Jaleel Farouk, guys like that. It changes a lot. So now OU kind of gets to see that as well. So that's actually a good thing that they saw how defenses are going to play them now as they get into the second half of this of this schedule here. 100%. And how hilarious was that Gavin Sawchuk touchdown where he's running down the middle of the field, literally looking at the sideline, trying to decide, should I score? In the middle of a play, he's having a conversation with the sideline essentially and ran along the goal line. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that before. I've seen guys trying to be indecisive, like should I get down? But he was literally looking at the sideline in the middle of a play. The run <laughs> uh, <laughs> hilarious, hilarious play. Um, I'm gonna probably put that up as a YouTube short because that, that was ridiculous. If you wanna watch that, that'll be up as a short probably at some point this week. A big negative today that OE fans are gonna wanna hear about. Mm -hmm. The kicking situation is dire, okay? They missed two more today, Zach Schmidt, you know, He's had some nice moments. He's been the kicker for a year and a half, but he's also proven to be just really inconsistent. Two more misses in, in this game today. Brent Venable stood by him in postgame. Not that you'd expect him really to do anything otherwise. I think he was going to make a kicker change. He wouldn't sit up there and say it postgame and rip his yeah, guy. Yeah. He stood by him, so he's still our guy moving forward. But, James, it's a problem. You can't – if you're not feeling confident about field goals – from really any distance, that's that's not good. That's going to hurt you at some point in a close game. And this is kind of what I've been saying on the podcast. Like, this Sooners offense, everything that they do scoring-wise, is so is too reliable on Dylan Gabriel. Like, you yeah. don't have a run game. And now, all of a sudden, the special teams are kicking. You can't count on that either. And you know, it's, that's tough. I mean, as a quarterback, that's tough. He, he literally has to do everything for this offense for them to score points. And that's not a place where you want to be, especially for a team that has playoff aspirations like Oklahoma Sooners do. Yeah. So that's a very worrisome situation to be in right now. Yeah, 100%. That's something that it hasn't bit him yet, but it, it kind of did for a while. And like you said, Boomer for UCF is drilling darn near 50 yarders out here. And that was the difference in the game for a while was one team's got a kicker drill and field goals, one team doesn't. They got it. They, they persevered through it, but that's something that obviously we're going to have to keep an eye on moving through the rest of the season. So on that note, Kansas up next on the road. Uh, the Jayhawks certainly have got some firepower offensively, defensively, maybe not so much. We'll talk about that game a lot in the week ahead. The good thing for Oklahoma here is they won the game, right? We've seen for years, going back to Lincoln Riley, to Bob Stoops, that Oklahoma has had games like this where they're big favorite, they're, everything's cruising along, they're 6-0 and like they were today, and then they stub their toe and they lose a game they shouldn't lose. That kind of was what today felt like, but they found a way. They got the job done. They're 7-0. and Oklahoma is in a position they don't really need. They, they have the luxury of being able to say, if we just keep winning, we'll be fine because they're, they're undefeated. They've already beat Texas. Just kind of temperature check for you moving forward. I don't, I don't read personally too much into this. I think it was just one of those games. I don't think Oklahoma's bad now. You know what I mean? I think Oklahoma's still really good. They played very 
off today. Probably their worst played game of the year today. And they still found a way to win. I guess a solid team. Is that kind of how you feel as well? Or are you, or are you more concerned moving forward? I'm, I'm where you are. I mean, it's, it's, it's so rare for a college football team to be perfect every yeah, single week of the season. Yeah. It's just... That's just not something that that's typically happens. I mean, Brent Venables talked about it as well. All the championship teams that he's been on, I mean, there's they've had games like this where it's just a close dogfight. You know, one of those games you're not supposed to be in, but if you find a way to win, mm. that says a lot about your team. Because obviously, if you watch that game, oh, you did not play their best game over, like no. without a doubt. Yeah. And they still were able to overcome that. And they they won the game, and that's that's what that's. I mean, that we can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, hundred percent. So there you have it. Seven zero, Oklahoma. Oklahoma at 247sports.com. There's lots of content there for you, a lot more on the way. Also on the YouTube channel here from Brent Venables, both coordinators Dylan Gabriel and a slew of other players. That'll be up in just a little bit. Obviously, tune in on Monday. The two of us, Tom Green, will really get to flesh this game out with our full post-game uh, podcast or game breakdown, I should say, on Monday as we continue to lay out all the ins and outs of this game. Oklahoma found a way. Wasn't always pretty. It got scary. It was tense in this place for a while, but they found a way to get the job done. 7-0. and Next up, the Kansas Jayhawks in Lawrence next Saturday. Going to be a fun one. Looking forward to that coming up in a week. That's it for now. For James D. Jackson, I'm Josh Cowell. We'll see you on Monday for the Sooners Illustrated Podcast. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.